God, the priest of the Israelites. I feel like you guys are all waiting for me. Oh, no, I'm looking. Do you have your beer? I have my beer. Okay. Welcome to Smite Me, the podcast where we, I don't know, I we we read the Torah. You were doing a couple really weeks well. Ago. You no, came in I, super hot. I thought I, my plan in my head was I was going to come in super hot, like like morning drive time DJ uh-huh. voice, and then like transition into the like Terry Gross, like... This is a podcast where we take another look back at the book that started it all. But <laughs> I, I couldn't make up my mind, so it just kind of mm. all got jumbled. But yeah, this is Smite Me. We're reading the Torah. Um, I'm here with my co-hosts, Josh Marcus. Hey, everybody. And Ayana Hayashi. Hello. And our guest today is comedian Gaula Finman. What's up? Hey. How you doing? Thanks for joining us. It's so good to be here. I'm so excited to talk about the Torah. So is that how you guys know each other? Through uh, making days- people go, ha, ha, ha? Hebrew day school. Hebrew, yeah. Mm. Comedian. No, yeah, from from comedy. Yeah. Um, but you're uh you're 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 Jew, yes. You are <laughs> you are Jew, yes. I would say that I may be the most the most Jewish person that's ever been on your podcast. Okay. Wow. We had God, but <laughs> what do you mean God. had? No, I'm saying we, we have. have. I mean, I'm not the most Jewish anymore. But I would say, and I, I think that's a you're strong the most, thing to say. You're most powerful former. Yeah, I think like I'm, I'm the most ex-orthodox person you've ever had on your show. Yeah, what was? Can you tell us about? I think like, you're the only ex-orthodox. No, no, DNA was like a little bit of the. He was cheeseburger orthodox. Got, yeah, that's what I he was, said. He was cheeseburger orthodox. <laughs> tell me about your your orthodox upbringing. I grew up. Uh, I grew up in like a very orthodox community. And uh, like I only like I learned Yiddish before I learned English. Okay, dang, that's full on Orthodox immigrant. Flex. Like, yeah, like I didn't learn English until the second grade. I was thinking about it the other day. I was like, I thought it like put me at a disadvantage, but Americans are so illiterate that like I was actually fine pretty quickly. Like I caught up pretty quickly because. Because most Americans are not that literate anyway. I feel like there were definitely second graders, too, when I was in second grade, that they never talked. Yeah. You wouldn't have known necessarily no, what language English. they spoke. I spoke English, but, like, reading and writing didn't. I learned reading and writing much later. So that that's the start. And that and uh, my, my dad's a rabbi. Oh, okay. It's so full on. Not even just in the community, but, like, kind of got a, a, a a power player within the community as a family member as well. Yeah. An alpha Jew. So were you very much like the rabbi's daughter vibes? Well, here's like, the, the thing. Rabbi is that, family. Yeah, definitely. Cause like we always had like events around our house and everything, but also like I grew up in a community where like I went to school and all my friends' dads were also rabbis. Wait, so you went to a Jewish school, but they still like, so why would why 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 would you have been at a disadvantage if like all the other kids were also coming in with like only Yiddish under their belt? I guess I wasn't at a disadvantage until like like now. 
right? <laughs> <laughs> now were, I'm like, what the fuck? Why? Why? Why is it? Before you so came on the show today, you just like were doing flashcards of like just trying to teach yourself English real quick. Yeah, no, <laughs> I, I, I have yeah. to learn English for this podcast. It's very important. Wait, so where was where was this this Jewish community? It's in Detroit. It's in Detroit. Okay, interesting. So it wasn't like in Brooklyn. Like I feel like if you grew up in Brooklyn, it was like an offshoot of the Brooklyn community. But like when I would meet the kids in the Brooklyn community, like they really were like isolated in like their world. But growing up in like a a neighborhood that I did like was a little more open minded. It was like the Jewish neighborhood, maybe instead of being like one of a bazillion Jewish neighborhoods, like in Brooklyn or something. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was the Orthodox neighborhood. Gotcha. I mean, I feel like I've seen that a little bit. Like, I visited my Orthodox relatives, and they live in Baltimore. And I know there's a pretty big uh, Orthodox Jewish population there, but it does kind of feel like it's like there's one neighborhood that everyone kind of lives in, and like they do their thing. One grocery store, one pizza shop. It's not like Brooklyn where you can kind of just like take a right somewhere along a main road and then just end up in like, oh, here we are. And there's like different sects on different corners. Yeah. Sects, not sex. No, they're not quite that groovy. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, does uh, okay. So I have a couple different ways we could take this. Um, I am, I I've I've had a lot of rage since the last episode we recorded just about this site Jubelong, and I don't want to really like harp on it too much, but I do want to know with Jubilong, <laughs> a few hot takes. I've never heard of Jubelong. Jubelong. Oh, I'm gonna. I'm going to find it's out what just it is. A, uh, are we really doing another Jubilong episode right now? <laughs> no, I don't no, want to harp on it too much. No, I'll go back and listen. Much. You should have given me homework. No, but, it's okay. I, 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 I kind of thought we were going to step away from the Jubilong stuff. No, I just wanted to give Josh a, a, an opportunity, really, because he missed the, like... The Jubilong episode? Yeah, and, you know, to really set out his Jew opinion on <laughs> um, these Jew matters. Well, all Josh said when I sent the... <laughs> Josh perfectly summarized it when I sent the website to the group chat because you just said, <laughs> Josh just said, LOL, this is demented. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I think demented is the perfect yeah. way to describe it because it's just like somebody did the internet thing of speaking on behalf of everybody for a certain subject and they just did it on behalf of Judaism in this way that's just very confusing and jarring. The thing that creeps <gasps> me out as a former uh, professional <gasps> marketing copywriter is how much it read like, the ad you'd see on the side of the subway. Yeah. Like, hey, yes. like, living is hard. Questions of mortality. Have you ever thought about religion? That's where Jew comes in. Brooklyn, <laughs> yeah. 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 It's just like, Whoa. I feel like I've, that house style, I think, is like uh, one of the horsemen of the apocalypse and should be, <laughs> should avoid it at all costs. Oh, yeah. It's like upsetting to, to for like, like to see the, those ads and be like, oh, a sheets company is being sassy to me yeah. is one thing. But then to be like, Judaism is being sassy to <laughs> well, me. And you know it's like one step and then it's like Raytheon's going to be like, terrorists, like think again. Like, oh my God. What's that sound? Hellfire missile. Like. Raytheon is going to have a bar mitzvah within our lifetimes. There's yeah. no avoiding it. Oh my God. Um, Gula, do you want to, <laughs> you've just been ooing and eyeing. And I mean, you guys must website. have discussed this, but you go to the website and it's like every time someone signs up for our emails, a Jewish angel gets its wings. Oh yeah! Does that mean you kill a Jew? <laughs> well, I like grew up. Did you grow up like, one for one? Oh my god! What does that mean? like? I grew up with like all these like superstitions that if you pulled out a blade of grass, you like were killing an angel. If you blew out a candle instead of letting it go out, you were like killing an angel. We're killing an angel, and so it like preys on that guilt of like, oh, I'm I killed angels. Now I have to subscribe and get one back. 
Or, I'm gonna uh, go ahead and guess though that the person who wrote that. Marketing is so aggressive. Oh, oh, yeah. It's very aggressive. You didn't wow. like it. Yeah, the big banner says you didn't like it when we didn't defend ourselves. You don't like it when we. Also, oh. hashtag end Jew hate. Jew really? hate. <laughs> is that what it says? <laughs> hashtag end Jew hate. Do you guys, does this represent remind you of somebody that you have a problem with? It reminds me of people. <laughs> <laughs> it reminds me of a whole class of people yeah. I have a problem with. I met this guy and he was like, no one has ever been oppressed as much. Is it the Jewish people? Oh, that's a that's a classic. You know, it was yeah. like, and it's like these people, and I was just like, it was like, I was like, do you know what's happening in, in Myanmar? Or do you know what's happening in in China? You know, how, you know, and it's just like, do you know what's happening? And I just was like saying different places, and he was just like, had no idea what I was talking about. Like it's just like a Jew centricness that makes well, me anti-Semitic a little bit. Oh yeah, well that's the whole that's the whole show is us like battling our internalized anti-Semitism. <laughs> <laughs> It's so easy to just at any given time be like, you know what? Done with the Jews. Yes. <laughs> Done. But at, at the risk of this becoming a, a Jubilong podcast, okay. <laughs> I'm going to say I'm going to put out the same feeler I put out last week, uh. which is if you believe that you know who is behind Jubilong.com, <laughs> you are to email us promptly. <laughs> Smite me podcast at gmail.com. Do not delay. Or or signal if you're trying How'd to keep you... it. <laughs> Hit <Hell> my yeah. <laughs> signal. Josh Marcus, you... I'm on signal. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to stop asking Jubilon questions. Well, you G- get one more. one more. <laughs> How did you find out about it? Yeah, how um, did you find out because about it? Because people, yeah. ta- people were making fun of it on like like weird Jewish circles of Twitter, which I follow because I like was trying to get more followers for this podcast. But also, this person like takes out bus ads. Oh no! They bus where's, stop. Where's ads. the money coming from? I mean, there's you know no. <laughs> Actually, okay, this is piquing my journalistic interest. Dude, I'm gonna, well, we're gonna I'm gonna do a Jubilong expose as an ep, as a one off. Hell yeah, hell yeah, dude. I mean, we all know where the money's coming from. <laughs> what? It's a little man named George Soros. Like, why yeah. did you even have to ask? Oh yeah, Ooh, yeah. I'm. You guys should like do a bet, and then if somebody loses the bet, they have to donate to Jubilong. Oh. And that feel horrible? Yeah. I saw the donate button. I was like, would there be something more horrible than having to donate $50 to Jubilong? And knowing you personally helped the Jewish angel And you had to write like wings. a non-ironic sounding message about their work. Yeah, you're doing you're doing great. And Jew, I and hate Jew hate, Jew hate So I love you. I, would it be I Jew hate Jew hate? <laughs> oh my god, can we make t-shirts? Wow. I Jew hate Jew I hate. I Jew hate. With my big Jewish heart. <laughs> Wow. My big hook-nosed Jewish heart. Or no, I was going to not say hook-nosed. I was going to say hook-hearted, but then wow. it didn't work out either. So God I just damn. said the actual anti-Semitic thing instead of like wow. making it a fun little game. Should we move on? Yeah, yeah. let's done do our, it. Our time wow, so I'm cool. feeling do we have any... warmed up. Yeah, nobody has, I guess the two the two little things we do at the top of the show, well, I guess three now that we do a little <laughs> Jubilong check-in corner. Five minutes of rage, yeah. <laughs> but no, we do uh, either... Smiteable deeds, which is something you've done in the past couple weeks that was maybe smiteable, or um, a little segment I like to call "You snooze, you lose; you Jews, you news." Which is <laughs> oh wow, talk, that's expanded. Yeah, we like to talk about Jews in the news. Wow, and if you don't hear it, you fucking lost. So, yeah, um, uh, it's not really Jews in the news. I saw that you did. You were covering the uh, what's it? What's it on uh, in Portland? The sort of. Oh, that had been going down, yeah. but we don't need to go yeah. super into that. I would just say it is kind of nice to be like looking into something on your own and then like pull up an article and be like, oh, I know that guy. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> you're, meanwhile, you're looking into like a fucking like 
just free for all like street bra. <laughs> yeah, you know, I should say so. I was like, I wasn't even, you know, I wasn't there. I wasn't talking to anyone originally. I was just like, you know, going over the news reports and like the police statements and stuff and saying what happened. But I got a very mad email that did not make a lot of sense. It was just like, someday you'll understand. <laughs> like just that kind of just, and I knew it, it like had to be about that. It and was I, like somebody who was like, stop sympathizing with Antifa. Probably, but I couldn't even tell what their what the ask was of the email. I guess it was just like I don't really feel like how a, dare you? Your writing was that sympathetic to anyone? No, it was just like here's what happened. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I feel I think their ask was that someday you will feel the wrath of the Proud Boys. Of the Proud Boys, <laughs> so I'm gonna get hit by a paintball gun <laughs> by someone in a pickup truck. Yay. I feel, I feel like the Proud Boys come up on this show a lot. Sorry, what were you saying? I was just feeling bad that I don't have anything to feel bad about. Oh, that's fine. Oh, you know, no, like, just, like, I'm the, glad the for guilt you, for just living honest, so boringly. For living blamelessly. Holy. Oh, so holy. I mean, I guess it was that cigarette I, I had a week ago, but I'm proud of it. Like, I'm kind of, I think it's cool. Well, I think that's also something that I think this book gets at a little bit is like you could be sitting in a field alone doing only religious services, and this book kind of wants you to be like, but you might be missing something. <laughs> There's too good about yourself, should you? Oh yeah. yeah, it's like the DMV. There's like a lot of paperwork you got to do, a lot of documents that need to be shown. Hell yeah! Should we get into it? Should we dive into Let's this summary? Freaking get into it. Okay, we got two portions. There's the first one, Kedoshim, which means the holy ones. We're talking about the priests of Israel. And the second one, Imor, which just means speak. Um, and basically, this is another of the classic genre of Leviticus, where it's just like lots of rules, lots of people. Um, and interestingly, this one, like if you just saw these two, you'd actually get a decent amount of the pretty well-known Jewish stuff in there. Yeah, a lot of recap. A lot of recap. There's like, they mention the Sabbath, don't disrespect your parents. They talk about what you're supposed to do for Yom Kippur and Sukkot. <clears throat> There's a lot of just other random stuff in there about like leaving your field, leaving part of it untended so that, you know, the poor among you can go eat it. Um, don't rip off people who you're working with. Uh, there's, uh, oh, don't, you know, don't make human sacrifices. Don't make idols. Um, there's a lot of very elaborate rules about adultery and like which different punishment you get <laughs> for sleeping with which different person. Um, a lot of it's the pe- the death penalty, but not all. Yeah, of it. yeah, not all of it. Interestingly, not always. Um, just some <laughs> of the time. Yeah. Then there's like a ton more rules about the sacrificial offerings, and you know, like how many quarts of the special oil you got to pour on the special cake before you put it in the special drawer, kind of stuff. Um, that we don't really need to get into it. Um, and you know, so I feel like some of these some of these rules you come across, and you're like, ah ha ha ha, antiquity. Like they're just talking about incense. Why do we care? And then there's also some of the stuff that uh, lingers with us to this day in a malignant way, such as talking about disabled people as defective and, like, unworthy of being anywhere near. Oh, and they make sure to list off all the different types yeah. of defective. Unibrows and, yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and crushed yeah. balls. The same. Yeah. Wait, is unibrows really on there or is that a joke? No, unibrows is in the same sentence as having crushed balls. Oh, that's amazing. Which I think is kind of insane oh, because I... they lump everything from, like, stuff Scurvy. that you could be born with to just like brutally being injured no man who has a broken leg or arm like people break their legs and arms but anyway not that anyone should be in those days out. if you broke your arm it was just done for the rest See of your 
yeah, your life. Yeah, wow. yeah that's true. Fuck. It's not like you can wait <laughs> yeah. around for it to heal. Like, so, you just have a yeah. fucked up mangled Useless. arm forever now. That's true. <laughs> also, I know, I know you're in the middle of the summary, so no, I'll no, save no, the no. comments, but they specify that there's no dwarves or hunchbacks allowed, which, like... Anytime I've seen a drawing or whatever of all the Israelites, I never see any dwarves and hunchbacks to begin with. So it begs the question, like, are they just being left out? I think they're being erased from the historical record. I think I think it'd be safe to say that whoever wrote this chapter is kind of an enormous dick. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, and then the other thing is then they also, this is the one where we get the pretty just explicit condemnation of anything non-heterosexual. Yeah. They're like, yeah, you're, you just can't do it. It's an abomination. Um, so all in all, I would say a lot of silly nonsense rules, some bad rules, uh, and just a lot of rules. Hell yeah, man. I mean, it's a little bit harder to summarize, too, this one, because it's like some of the previous chapters we did, there were definitely genres in the rules. Like, we're talking about injuries, and like that's that's what we're doing dealing yeah. with today. This Stuff is, that oozes. Yeah, this is really just like off the top of your head. It's like one might have. Yeah. It's pretty erratic. It's like yeah. it's control freaking <laughs> everywhere. It's like yeah. yeah. It's, it's like also- if you asked someone to like if you were like king for a day, tell me everything that you would and how you would solve it in thirty seconds. Right. So it's, it's very like, much oh, like the potholes. Uh, the fucking- <laughs> Supermarket sweep. Fucking. It's, chi- it's like a child who won like principal for the day yeah. at the auction. I actually had that happen. I did that. I think I knew that. You won yeah. principal did you, for the day? Did you lay down the law? No, I just extended it was recess. It was really a, more of a symbolic Yeah, no, he actually managed to um, abolish qualified immunity in his community. Yeah. It was, <laughs> yeah, it was like, really impressive. We're going to end our of... contract with the police department <laughs> for the Bernie school resource Sanders. officer. Yeah. yeah. But just kidding. No, I just... I will say I like went on the little PA system and was like, you get 10 more minutes of recess. And then like I heard an audible cheer <laughs> throughout the school grounds, Hell yeah. which is pretty cool. Um, oh, I, another thing about this chapter in terms of like the way it's written or like the way it's it's dictated is it's a lot of it's it's God being erratic. Right. And so uh, throughout the rules, he'll randomly say like. I am the Lord, your God. Yeah. Which yeah. it, it kind of yeah. had the same. It felt like he might as well be saying like, Wheezy F baby. <laughs> totally. <laughs> it's like yeah. an ad lib. Yeah. It's like the little button that they have to push. Like a young roll out baby. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> uh, yes. Yeah. I feel like, cause the Bible is like, like it has the positive commandments. Like you shall do this. And then it has the negatives. You shall not do this. And I feel like we're in like the zone of, a lot of, like, you shall not. Yeah. Well, like, what's interesting about this chapter, too, is it's like, it would be really easy if you were just cursorily reading it uh, to just be like, wow, all of this is, like, really fucked up. And then, like, every now and then, usually as a fucking non-sequitur, they'll drop something in that's just like, all right, I maybe kind of agree with the principle for that. Right, like, don't eat meat that's been left out for three days. Yeah. Or don't like, rip off people who work for you, basically, is one. I, like, I do like all the, the very pro-labor chapter. Yeah, which is really yeah. interesting. Yeah. For, like, sex workers, but... They're like... You can't do this with your sister. You can't do this, blah, blah, blah. This is an abomination. Also, one day's wages for one day's fucking work. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, the bargaining committee, like, got that one in there, like, no matter but I, what. But if you look at how they're juxtaposed, it's like there's some, like, good labor stuff. But then we get into, like, the priests, and they are, like, just on their high horse a little bit. Like, yeah. they are, like, we can't, ma- you have to be a virgin to marry us. So it's, like, a little, like, we'll give you crumbs like you regular le- non-levites what are the non-levites called 
the Israel, plebs. The plebs. I know that's Roman times, but yeah. Also, I do think it was funny that it explicitly mentions that uh, the the priests cannot take sex workers as their wives, and like that was clearly a problem. That's why it's in there. <laughs> yeah, if yeah. you have that to was say another it. one of those. It's like, like they have to be virgins, and they can't be sex workers. Resigns in. Yeah, I mean, and oh, also the yeah. fact that like yeah. before they even mention that they have to be virgins at all, they're just like also no, just like going down to the house of fun times and then picking someone out and being like, no, 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 we're going to Vegas and we're getting married. Yeah, I guess with the sex work stuff, it was like there's def like at a certain point it just says like and like no man shall allow his daughter to be yeah. a whore. Yeah, and I, I was just like, <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. Like, not that I agree with that, but like, yeah, of course that's what's in the Bible. Like, but then it says why it's like because then the land will become full of whores. Well, yeah. right, which is it's totally like, the argument people still fucking make. Yeah, that totally. shall not let How your daughter be groovy. Gets, it's like broken windows policing. Slippery stru- slope. Is like, kind of, yeah, yeah, it's very what an uh, incredible amount of pressure to just put on a random daughter in the community. <laughs> My God, like, yeah. everything is on your hands. Yeah, but Here's it's also a, like yeah, she'll the whole community will become a bunch of whores because they'll realize that it's... It's a groovier way to live. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't... I can't speak to that myself. I know it comes with its challenges, but... Fair. Fair. Still here's a Here's something that I would I would want to bring our attention to. Um, I'll just read read the commandment in full and see, see what it, it provokes. You shall not insult the deaf or place a stumbling block before the blind. You shall fear your God. I am the Lord. Okay. <laughs> like what's going I wrote, on there? I, I wrote. I had some notes about that because those are not equivalent. Insulting the deaf and placing a stumbling block before the blind. First of all, okay, with the stumbling block thing, uh, this is an issue where the consumer is being blamed, whereas they should just stop selling stumbling blocks. You know, <laughs> no more stumbling blocks. I say. But what about repurposed goods that are being used as stumbling blocks? I.e., you need fertilizer to, uh, you know, to raise enough food to serve the population, but you can also turn it into a bomb. Sure, anarchist <laughs> cookbook. We've all read um, it. <laughs> That's going to be our, the next thing we cover. No, I don't know. I mean, but like, I guess... how common were stumbling blocks? Is my, you know, mm-hmm. that's another one. Like, what, like if you and have to name it, a metaphor? I guess they're kind of just yeah. saying like. Yeah. Don't use somebody's disability against them unless they're a fucking hunchback and then they're not allowed to <laughs> This is the ADA. <laughs> yeah. And back then. It's like- you know, I, I think the most generous way to read it is, particularly with the, the don't insult the deaf one, is that like, look, you got to like kind of take these rules into like the whole of your being, if that makes sense. Like, even if they can't hear you insult them or whatever, it's still like a shit thing to do. Mm-hmm. And like, therefore not, excuse that's like the generous read of it in mm-hmm. terms of like what it's trying to say which so is just can that you like, insult the blind and place a stumbling block in front yeah. of the deaf well at that point everyone's got to <laughs> have a little bit of per- personal responsibility <laughs> well technically <laughs> <laughs> yeah i feel like this one was actually like i think sometimes when we're going through this i fall into the trap of reading it all extremely literally yeah. and there's like a little mysticism a little metaphor going on or at least yeah. like that's how it's been used, so you might as well read it that way. And I think, like, deaf even is, like, not literally deaf. They're just, like, not present, you know? Yeah, like, it's just, not like... not able to respond or not able Trigger to... fingers, not Twitter fingers. <laughs> what was that now? <laughs> what? <laughs> what are you talking about? 
Um, you know, like say? if you're gonna have beef with someone, don't you know? Don't just you know subtweet yeah. them. Oh, shoot, shoot them with a gun. <laughs> shoot them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Smite me, <laughs> command. Smite me, command. I feel like That's murdering right. someone in the Bible is like the least bad thing you can do. <laughs> Except for, but they are really like you can't kill anyone. Yeah, they, you really. They can. list off a bunch of reasons to kill people, and they're like, they're like embarrassing somebody's worse than murder. That's another chapter. That's so fucking Jewy. It's like if you shame somebody <laughs> in their family name, you've killed them, but worse. Yeah. Wait. No, which is the thing where they talk about stoning someone in this? Because that's murdering someone. Oh, it's all throughout. Wait. Is yeah. is I? This is not me trying to be like silly or anything. Is stoning legit? Always stoning someone to death, or is it sometimes just oh, like just collectively <laughs> being uh, a couple of warning Oh, shots. I guess maybe you could just. Yeah, just kind of. I think it's death by stoning when they say it, though. Because there's, like, lashes for when you're, like, just getting. Oh, that's true. When you're just kind of getting one upside the head for being a dick. I feel like it's not, and maybe not inherently lethal, but you're definitely trying to fuck them up. Yeah, it like, would be funny oh, it's definitely if violent. certain <laughs> yeah. punishments where it's like, all right, this guy, uh, this guy gets three rocks thrown at him. Just three. Take your aim cautiously because... If we miss, then he's, he's just going to think he can go about stealing because we're a bunch of Butterfingers. Well, it does remind me of, like, back in, like, the day for a long time that if you got, like, hanged as a form of execution and somehow the hanging didn't work and you lived, it they had to be, like, written into law that it was, like, for a long time it was just like, okay, no, you're good to go. <laughs> Like, awesome. Oh I mean, fair what is fair. How not, that's how they viewed it. Was fair is how fair. How do we not have like a little cute thing in the English language that's like slipped, like like a little colloquialism that's like from that comes from that? Oh, do you know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like slipped out of the noose. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> really like a little slipped cute. the noose on that one. But that's, yeah. that's why they ended up adding the language in like English lot of being hanged until dead to like cover the fact that if, <laughs> if, if, yeah. if it's like sometimes it didn't work. And wow. like, can so you imagine running? You like got you were gonna get hanged and then you wriggled your way out and then you like run into your executioner at a party awkward turtle yeah <laughs> oh wow i feel like i might maybe let it go to my head i'll be like you threw everything you had at me and i'm still scared another fun fact it used to not be illegal in the u.s to try to escape prison because people used to think that the law used to think that that was a person's inherent like right and ability to try I to free love themselves. that well up until the 80s it was like every 50 years they would uh pull like a an alarm and call jailbreak right <laughs> that's where they got the monopoly Jubilee. thing from yeah um so those are those are fun facts about legal systems we're talking about legal systems now it's related hmm let's see uh Oh, also, we're going over a lot of the same rules that were in the Ten Commandments again. Yeah. I don't know if this is on purpose. I made a bet with myself about whether or not they would talk about eating blood again. They did. It's not allowed still. <laughs> they didn't really change their opinion on that. It'd be that. funny if one of these verses, they're like, all right, have your blood. <laughs> Everyone wants blood, so clearly what I want doesn't matter. It's God being, like, passive-aggressive. No, fine. Have your blood. I don't care. Do it. I'm sure it's delicious. Also, the phrase, you shall not favor a poor person, blow, whatever. But in my translation, it says, or respect the great person. And I was like, the half part's pretty, I feel that. Yeah, like I don't, people I don't are, respect great people. <laughs> if you're great at something and you want my respect, uh, Are you bad. as good at it as God? Fucking chill, bro. You know, I was reading, like, the cumulative impact of this chapter. I was thinking, I was like, okay, like, who's, like, the ideal Jew? 
and they're just like a neat freak who's like not super nice to anyone. Yeah. You know, like if you can't favor anyone or disfavor anyone and they're just like, don't touch anyone. Really meek. Really like not a lot of personality. And yeah. with good self-control, like they're at the buffet and they come across like the the big the big thing blood of blood bowl. and they're like, not today. <laughs> nah. Not going to swim in that like Donald Duck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> terrified of sex. Just yeah. all around. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's like installs any woman in their life in like a protective bubble. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and yet somehow puts out as many babies as possible. It's, That's right. Uh, <sighs> yeah. Because they said, oh, I had a rabbi growing up that, okay. So like I went to like, my sex ed was like going to like a three week program where it was like camp in vermont and then the rabbi why was it a dude was talking to a bunch of like teenagers about sex and his whole thing was like he didn't say the word clitoris or he didn't use like body language but he was like you have sex for your uterus not your clitoris was like kind of the vibe did did he say he didn't say clitoris though i forgot what he said like it was, like, we all knew he was talking about the clitoris, but he never said the words clitoris, vagina. He used the word uterus a lot. Hmm. And it was, like, this bizarre, like, he said, when you have sex, it's, like, you, your your husband, and God. And, like, if you have sex the right way, God is the third. And you have to, like, you have to, like, aspire for that type of sex. It's it's like an old couple being like to God being like, Hey, uh, we saw you from across the bar and we, we really liked your vibe. Oh my yeah. gosh. Do you wow. wanna can we buy you a drink? But so that always being communicated but without really saying it. Like it's just all about the, you know It's it's not about you. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And this in a summer camp setting, especially yeah. bizarre. There's no yeah. I in team, but there's a you and uterus. So get out there and get Get out there. <laughs> oh I can I can almost I feel comfortable putting down some money that I don't think anyone had fun during that. That whole event. Nope. The rabbi probably yeah. got. Yeah, off he was on probably it. workshopping his totally. little uterus speech. He told us that we were allowed to hook up with each other as girls. What? <laughs> <laughs> okay, the whole podcast is about that now. Wow. What? He said. Okay, so the like, orthodox rabbi was two like two guys. As the, this portion says, I'm not on a tangent. I'm really in this portion. Uh, says that it's a it's an abomination for two men. It's terrible. Right, because seed is spilled. Right, but women d- are not spilling seed, and so when they basically it negates the possibility that women can have sex with each other. So I guess, he was so like, women aren't really having sex when they're having sex with each other, so it's fine. I mean that, yeah. That what I'm, a backwards way to get there. <laughs> no, for real. But he said, as long as you have the intention to one day um, have create children and get married, mm-hmm. uh, you're allowed to like in the in the wow. interim. And I think other rabbis might, maybe would disagree with him, but uh, he was like... I mean, I guess I kind of knew that that was like the official take from a lot of places. I'm just shocked that a rabbi said that to a bunch of kids. Like, boys, like, behave yourselves. Girls, like, go for it. Nothing's off the table, you know? Yeah, it's just like the worst thing we could do growing up was talk to an, like a man. Like, that was the worst thing we could do. So Jesus. So like, hooking up with a girl was, like, fine, because at least, like, you weren't, like, going out and meeting a guy. What? That's... Interesting. But that I... is very surprising. I'm just going to say it. Like... Very surprising. In my, in my high school, I was in boarding school. Wow, I didn't think this was going to come up. And a ninth grader hooked up with the dorm counselor, and they had, like, a relationship, and, like, it was just, like, quietly diffused. And, like, if you were caught texting a boy, you would get kicked out of school. Wait, then why were they... And that was like statutory, like 
Yeah, yeah, wait, but they were still. Yeah. Oh, but still they were—they were both, they were women. both, both girls, women. Girls, yeah. yeah. One girl, one woman. Yeah, like a night, like a freshman in high school girl, and like whatever, like a nineteen-year-old dorm counselor uh-huh. had like a relationship. I, I guess it's just the thing. It wasn't of like, like condone, but it wasn't as bad. Like, sure, it didn't right, feel right. As bad that's as that's like, the disparity in how it was treated. But it's like. It's the thing of, like, they so don't see women of, as people that, like, yeah. you see two women making out against a tree, and you're like, huh, look at that tree. Two zero. <laughs> zero <laughs> times zero equals a zero. <laughs> That's, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. But, like, two guys, like, guys in, in in the same, like, my brother, let's say, in his track was getting, like, they didn't have doors in their in their rooms because they needed to be monitored so they wouldn't spill their seed. Like they 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 weren't allowed to like be alone long enough. Oh my god! To and that's that's also just wow. like that. If everything about you being monitored constantly about like not having any sexual thoughts, that guaranteed the only thing you think about that entire oh, time. Yeah. Totally, because then you just have to be like more creative and. Their masturbation, like that was probably so fun. Like when they got it, when they got it in, it was probably like. Felt so good. Well, oh, we in the secular world take just it take it for, it for granted. granted. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, there's comedians out here just making all sorts of jokes about jacking off. I know they're like, I don't even enjoy that it anymore. Happy American, just jacking off. Yeah. My only real experience with that is there was like a lot of family drama, which I guess makes sense because one of my cousins got married and he's gay, and then the Orthodox family didn't come and didn't send anything and whatever. Um, and then it got a little bit weird because uh, now that that aunt is like. I'm going to break all of the the nieces and nephews out of their programming, and it's like, well, there's some weird moral shit going on with that too. But yeah. you know what? Uh, I don't really give a shit. About I love what the they idea do. that like <laughs> that rabbi that told you it was okay to be lesbian was just like super into lesbian culture. Yeah, like, and you know, Alice in Bechdel, <laughs> take Notaro, I no, a hundred percent. That's who he was. That's who he is. Yeah, 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 yeah. He he was like a rabbi for women. Like he's just like. <laughs> a oh, real woman's incredible. rabbi. Oh, boy. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. a scene I don't... It's rabbi... Orthodox rabbis for women. Like, that's all he does is, like, workshops for women's sexuality. Oh, wow. That's, like, his thing. <laughs> that's his thing. I'm sure he just Find has a perfect... niche, dude. A perfect, healthy relationship to sex with zero skeletons in his closet. Totally. Absolutely. That would just be that's my right. guess. That's anyway. why he wants to share so bad. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Wow. Okay, I will say something... That I noticed in my translation, which I, I think I got from Chabad.org. Hey, that's the one I used sometimes. to. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's just like the font is nice. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, it says the part where it's talking about like um, a man who takes his sister or this or that. So it says, wait, let me get to the right page because it says it's like an abomination. Some things are abominations. Some things are perversions. Some things are blood guilt. Right. <laughs> but There's I, levels. Wait, let me find. Where, where's the paragraph about? the homosexuality okay so it says it's an abomination and then it says okay so it says a man who lies with a male as one would lie with a woman both of them have committed an abomination they shall be put to death their blood is upon their hands and then let's say the one before it says a man who lies with his daughter-in-law uh be put to death they've committed a depravity depravity Mm -hmm. okay so I was like, okay, so one's a depravity, one's an abomination. But when I looked at the Hebrew, it was actually the same word. So it's oh. the English translator, the, the translator is saying that it's a de- only a depravity for a man to sleep with his like daughter-in-law, but it's an abomination for a man to sleep with another man. 
I want to see a translation of this where it's like, and a man shall not sleep with his cousin's wife, for that is some sicko shit. Yeah! <laughs> like, like, yeah, but I, yeah, exactly. Oh, but that's interesting that they introduced that dichotomy. Because when you guys read it, you're like, oh, the Bible must say, like, when you read it, it's like, yes, yeah, some are depravity, some are an abomination. But it's actually, that distinction is, like, layered now it, in our own homophobia. Is it just the translator? Or is it just the translator trying to get creative and, like, using thesaurus.com? Yeah, I think, I think that it's just, like, the most relevant one. And it's, like, people know that, like, incest is disgusting. So they're just, like... Yeah, we're not, we don't have to like have a strong stance, but you're going to come here and find the paragraph about gay people. So we're going to crank it up. Well, but what even is the difference between an abomination and a perversion? In a I feel like they use abomination in the context of like animal stuff more often. Yeah, like it, abomination feels worse than like depraved. Well, but interestingly, the, the depravity here, they the person gets like burned alive. Like if a man marries a woman and her mother, it is a depravity, both he and they shall be put to the fire that there be no depravity. So it's like, we're just going to... pretty bad. I think also, because the last chapter we did, it also had like a pretty iconic homophobic line. Mm-hmm. A iconic Bible lines. Um, they fuck everybody's Classic life up. iconic yeah. homophobic. <laughs> 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 but, oh so I did some research on this again, because the last episode I did some research on that too, because there are some people who are kind of trying to reconstruct what those lines mean. Yeah, because I was whatever. wondering, because I feel like a lot of the most committed, like, lefty Jews I know are also queer, and I'm like, how do they yeah. square that circle, you know? There's, well, do you know about queer Talmud camp? No. <laughs> that sounds cool. Yeah. Oh, so basically, yeah. I found this place earlier that was talking about the one, the segment last time that was called, it was a class called uh, Queer Bible Hermeneutics, mm. which that's probably coming from, like, a, a more Christian basis, but they're reading the same text, essentially. Um, and then for this chapter, what I found was a Jewish response. And it seems like this line, more than the other one in particular, seems to be directly referencing the, uh, uh, or people think is directly uh, referencing the act of, open your beer. Pederasty. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't sure what was going on there, but <laughs> glad we were able to c- I've never seen somebody Wait, point can you at somebody say the like word that again? and say, Pederasty. <laughs> pederasty. Okay, this is the first time I've heard this word. Okay, so pederasty. I'm glad I can just educate them. In the UK, here. is it pederasty? <laughs> no, but they do they call them pedophile. Yeah. yeah. One of my favorite they shows is pederasty. pederasty. So pederasty is uh, the act of, I believe, an adult male yeah. forming a romantic re- and sexual relationship right. with a not adult male. And that was super common practice in Greek culture. Yeah. And it seems like. Since it's not super clear if, like, when a lot of these texts are written and whether they're all written in their entireties all at the same time, it seems like the language in this one is more directly in relation to it because Hmm. there's basically – the word that they use in Hebrew is not boy. Yeah. It's it's a man and a male. Oh, right. Um, That's interesting. And Mm -hmm. the reason why that's important is because there was that same legal distinction within Greek culture between – Boys, males, and men, and males are basically non-propertyed but free adults, mm-hmm. um, so that they might be, but they could be of any. But what male meant anybody who was from three days old essentially to thirty-six, but as long as they weren't essentially propertyed, they mm-hmm. were always in that same slightly lower status. 
Um, and they, but basically people are saying that the, the, the Hebrew text is adopting that same distinction. Uh huh. Um, which, and that's like, like a humane and also a way of separating culturally, which is most of our laws are like separatist. It's like they drink blood, they have human sacrifices. They have like rituals about fucking young boys to get into the army and we don't. So it's like about, it's like about. Being like, that's not our way. It's like an oppositional identity. Yeah. It is, yeah. yeah. And I think what's also interesting... A good one. I yeah, would I would say. Yeah. yeah. And I think what's also interesting, too, is it's it's that idea is actually markedly different from the defense of the previous chapter's homophobic kind of iconic line of, of whatever, which really is more esoteric in the translation of it but it is also a little bit more of like a legal matter of mm. what they're because in the other one basically what it seems like they're describing is uh recapping all of these things that constitute incest and it says by the way if you do this with your male relatives it's also still incest yeah. um obviously we'll never know what the true intention of it is but it was a little bit nice to see that like there is some at least academic grounding in some of the things that people say to like kind of make this text to jive more with modern sensibilities as opposed to like uh we just don't like that line yeah yeah but one thing lacking in all the sexual stuff that especially when we try to bring it into today is consent nothing like yes. like yeah. like the people who are raped are still and like we see this in certain parts of the world that like the person who even if they were choiceless if they engaged in the act are still considered like a sinner or even especially so. So it's like, it's like, it's interesting that it so- it sounded like when you were talking about like the different levels of boy that it was involved, that it, there was this idea of like protecting young boys, maybe? I think also it's probably, a, uh, it's probably separatist protecting young boys. And then also there's a way you could probably read it as like, hey, by the way, there's like specific ways that like the people who have more power in our society are allowed to throw their weight around. But it's it can't be like willy nilly. Like you like we're we're actually gonna set some rules about how like you might be a priest, but you still can't fucking yeah. engage in pederasty. You know what I mean? Like even even if the you're on top of it that at this strata, there's still some even if it's completely tiny protections for people yeah. underneath. And it's conspicuously about people pretty close at hand. It's like your family members, the people in your own community. But if you're kind of outside of the the tent, so to speak, like it doesn't really even have rules about that which would make me think that those people are kind of considered like not even worth well i think what's interesting about this whole text is that it usually will mention when the laws are pertaining to people who are outsiders yeah. uh and not a lot of talk about outsiders in this one so there's some there's other some. than just like yeah. the, the the famous like you know be nice to strangers because mm-hmm. you were well there's the strange. be nice to strangers the the classic duo of be nice to strangers and also like hey i'm giving these people this i'm giving these people's lands to you so it's yours now fuck them (laughs) yeah yeah like i chose you because i wanted you to be good so if you're if you're good you get it it's that weird circular logic he also does that weird circular thing him being god at the beginning where he's just like if you uh present me an offering just make sure to present it in the way that in a way where i'll accept it because Otherwise, I won't accept it. Yeah. You, you see how my hands are kind of tied here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right. Soothsaying. None of it. We're not. The soothsaying, necromancy, magic overall. Ghosts. No ghosts. No ghosts. I, we should really talk about this because 
the the amount of times they mention it's not like they mention like do not communicate with ghosts. So in that is there are ghosts. <laughs> right, that's I that's what I felt like too. It's like is this a threat? You know, <laughs> like oh you th- like if I do dark magic will something happen? Well, I think so I this is fu- so fun too. My mom's a Jewish educator and she wrote a paper for her higher education thing about Jewish magic and Judaism's relationship to magic. And like one of the things in order to study it is like, you got to understand in the Bible, like, especially like all these things, soothsaying, necromancy, fucking black magic, real as fuck. I just had the dumbest they, they have, thought, which is that... They, like, revive people from the dead. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Which is that Jewish magic is when you find a quarter behind someone's ear, but then you keep it. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry, everybody. <laughs> pew, pew, pew. Woo! Um, but, yeah, so, so, so one of the things that's really interesting is that, like, uh, it's uh, one of those things, too, that, like, magic has kind of been a part of human kind of experience for a lot longer than it hasn't been, uh, where just, like, magic being anything where it's, like, just kind of like ritual fun stuff to like get you in the mood or, or yeah. to mm-hmm. make something happen, like manifest Enter in a the different world. kind of state. Yeah. And uh, I think one of the reasons that it is, is without necessarily explicitly stating it, like the Kohanim, the priests are like, they're the magic people. Yeah. They do magic. And yeah. Like, there is no more of this fucking, you can't Ceremonies. go Ceremonies. It's yeah. like, it's beca- it becomes so ceremonial. It becomes so religious. It becomes like, I mean, every time I go to something like a little magic-y, it like takes over. It's like so cool. And you're like, did we do something? I think every time, I don't, I don't, but like I would, you know? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but it's, it's also powerful. like, you know, Rosh Hodesh, the moon holiday. Like, you're going to tell me that's not some witch shit. Yeah, I mean, like Rosh Hodesh is for witches. I'm sorry, it just is. Yeah, I, I used to go to my woman's circle. I mean, th- but that's the thing is like these this religion in particular, Christianity has done it, did it later too with like a bunch of other page, pagan magic or whatever. But like the, these things are all coming together at like they're not static, right? There's living people with living traditions that are making this form because for some reason God's an eagle in some parts of this book, and it's not, and it's probably because an eagle meaning he can see everything. N- no, like caca, I, I bore you on <laughs> eagle's wings. Like, oh, literally, <laughs> yeah. he's like anthropomorphic, but he's also like yeah. he's anthropomorphized in like so many different um different ways yeah. and you can only imagine that it has to be probably because of these like generally loosely tied together beliefs there's little quirks and whatnot and like whoever was fucking doing magic at this time amongst the israelites just fucking didn't make it to the fucking meeting or something and they were like those people are weird as fuck and we don't want to deal with them anymore come out of the tent hey guess what your traditions are gone. But also magic is always has to be subversive. It has to be like a subculture, like Haight-Ashbury, like the dark stuff. Like it can't be like the main stream. Like no like state run, state approved magic. Yeah. Like, yeah. like necromancy in was always like corrupting the leaders. And so the fact that like it's predictable that like they had to keep it out of mainstream, but that didn't mean it didn't exist. Like growing up, I had a, a rabbi. He was like a little crazy. And he would read from this book that I think was written in the 1500s in Eastern Europe about Shadim. Have you ever heard of Shadim? Shindalits. And they were um, like East, they were like Eastern European folklore. I don't I haven't studied them, but I'm sure they exist in in Eastern European folklore. But they were these demons that you could. Um, and there was all these different stories of like famous rabbis interactions with those demons. And like you could go into the wood, you could burn a cat. 
And he would teach us these oh, stories. No. no, he would tell us these stories in like third grade. And I met, I know one of my friends told me she started wetting her bed after, after he, cause they were, it was like the scariest stuff. And he would read it from like an old book and it was all. So it seemed in very Hebrew. much like it was going to do magic. Right. It's like we were in a religious school where anything that came out of the books was real. And now here's just another book off the shelf. And it's, it would talk about, they had um, baby faces. And their heads were the size of barrels, but they were charcoal black. And they had chicken feet. Oh, hell yeah. All oh, right. my God. Like, <laughs> and, I mean, there were other details about, like, I think their bodies I didn't know what my sexuality was until just right now. <laughs> yeah. If you look like this, DM me. <laughs> and in my childhood, I was like, oh, like, yeah, like, I, if I took a cat and I burnt it and I went into a deep, dark woods... I, Why would you want? Are you trying to in this thing? Are you trying to seek out these demons? Well, they were saying that like this is a part of the magic that like is not actually like around now. Like that's what the rabbi would tell us. But that the rabbis in the 1600s could conjure these these. Well, demons. yeah, man, the quest for knowledge. Like yeah. that's the whole thing that's supposed to attract you about mysticism and magic. And like, right, mm-hmm. yeah, seeing behind the 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 curtain of reality is uh-huh. getting a chance to peek behind yeah. and see like what really makes the fucking gears right. turn. Because like right. you could use these spirits to um make you have something called uh, there's a hebrew word for it but like speed on your route mm-hmm. it was like holy people in the 1500s <laughs> had this thing called it's called kvitzat haderach and that meant like they could get to places fast and i think like in those days that must have been like the superpower you wanted you i know? mean like eight uh, months yeah. to get from like petersboro to moscow and it's like this guy did it in three days because <laughs> he had magical powers yeah. so, like, or just normal speed yeah. Who knows? So in my childhood, the magic resurfaced, and we never really addressed the fact that it was like totally not supposed to be part of the thing. Uh huh. But I mean, then you get into like mysticism and shit, and it's like kind of all ties in all the magic and and whatnot. I People don't know. were so threatened by mysticism, like when Jewish mysticism came back up, which is like I grew up in a mystical Jewish community. Like they learned like kabbalistically and. Like they, when they came up in Eastern Europe in like the 1700s, like they were the people who were not mystical Jews, like tried to get them like arrested and killed. And like, there was like huge tensions until this day, they still exist because they said like, you can't like Kabbalah is like corrupting. You should like the common man shouldn't have access. Imagine mm. being a Jew in like the 1800s and trying to get somebody else arrested and killed. Like, yo, don't blow up the spot, man. Like, <laughs> Chill out. <laughs> totally like spies. Wow. I don't know. I think intense shit, yo. And no soothsaying. <laughs> soothsaying is like predicting the future, and God doesn't want you to do that because he doesn't even know the future. He's just making shit up yeah. as he goes along. <laughs> yeah. So he doesn't need what more. Well, that's a, that's that, what repeating himself because he's looking for about. the future in science and stuff. My mom told me about the super ancient one that's really fun is you like dissect an animal and then you put its organs out in the middle of the field during a thunderstorm <gasps> and just fucking wait for it to get hit by lightning and then you look for answers and the charred remains. Whoa. That must work. I mean, you'll learn about something. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, maybe I would have to take some psychedelics to really access the power of it, of this. You'll learn something. Imagine like doing all that, like splaying fucking like turkey intestines out on a field. And then you hide, you like hide in the bushes while the thunderstorm goes and it like charges it. And then you go out and you're like, I guess it kind of looks like a, like a boat maybe. I feel like it kind of looks like a boat. Maybe I'm like about to go on a journey. I don't know. Yeah. So, I mean, I think also 
one of the things about it too about magic and why you can't do it is like going back to like the subversive aspect of it is kind of we're joking about it but like if it's all about secret knowledge and about how the universe actually works and all of those things and whatever like you try to do some soothsaying and whatever and like if your belief is strong enough into it if you can predict the things correctly it's a problem because then why can't the priests fucking do it right mm-hmm. and then if you can't predict it accurately then it doesn't really seem like there's a plan right if you already have this kind of built-in nature that this is forbidden knowledge that you're not supposed to have but it can also but it's real Mm -hmm. too then if you do peek behind it and you see that there is nothing there then you go okay does that mean the established thing also isn't real because they're both equally real you're just not allowed to do one it's like just too potent to even yeah when it makes sense that then there's like a, a specialized class basically who's only allowed to access this but also, like, they didn't have TV and shit back then. So, like, a group of people getting together and chanting under a full moon, like, I'm sorry, like, that has energy. Like, not yeah. even magic. Like, that is, especially when you have nothing distracting you, like, staying up all night because there's a moon out and fucking burning a fucking cow. Like, that is powerful if people, if everyone believes that that shit's powerful, like, it is powerful. But, like, you can't be, like, half the people go to that full moon festival and then half the communities doing that other festival with, like, the pagan thing. It just, like, makes it less fun when, like, there's two parties on the full moon. True. And I know I'm going to the one where they're going to the thunderstorm and putting some animal guts Right, and, like, yeah. nudity's not a problem. Yeah, whatever. hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, are we are we just going to get slick with horse guts and fucking maybe <laughs> die in a thunderstorm? Who knows? Slick with horse guts. Yeah, um, let's huff some keyboard duster, you know? <laughs> <laughs> See where the night takes us. Uh, so two interesting ones too that I think are worth noting is number one, animal hybrids are not cool, which I actually totally get. As uh, in like people having sex with animals? No, as in like you can't like mules. Oh death. right, because um, they also were like, yeah, people shouldn't mate with animals. It's like okay, well, thanks for clarifying. Which they also clarified last week, but yeah, <laughs> I guess it's good to just say. Somebody's- I guess another that maybe is just another lack of entertainment. Oh, no, someone for sure was like, but what about? Like, we're not close enough to animals to appreciate, like, a hot horse. That's true. And I sound like an open micer. Oh, God. An open micer? Oh, like, when comedians, like, start comedy, they're like... Yeah, it's a lot of times, like, you should be able to fuck horses and, like... (laughs) I just have a crush most, on my. It's just like always about like the most animal. offensive shit they can. They yeah, see. bestiality is like a uh-huh. big one when you're starting out. Interesting, uh, an interesting tactic. Yeah. So what's going to win over this crowd? Yeah, <laughs> talking about. I haven't heard a clever take on bestiality in a while. Uh huh. I feel like comedians start their careers at open mics, and uh, a lot of musicians usually start and end their careers at open mics. <laughs> Damn. Wait, and a so lot of comedians end their careers too. at open yeah. mics. Too. Absolutely, he ended his whole career. <laughs> You're right. I think it's just there's like the open mic is a, a brilliant thing because I think it's one of the few times in in anyone's career that you can like go up and present something and someone will very honestly be like, that was terrible. Yeah. Oh, there it is a very like raw and pure form of expression. I yeah. will yeah. give that to the I open love mic. I love a I, good bad open mic. I have seen some of the worst songwriting in my entire life at an open <laughs> mic and it was probably some of the most genuine art I've also ever seen. It's a guy on stage with an acoustic guitar like you should be able to fuck a horse if you want to and the horse seems like it wants to too. Well, Burnham inspired me to come out here tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Music. I was like, what if I did comedy but was smart about it? <laughs> <laughs> um, 
so yeah, no mules. That makes sense to me because I think if you pitch the idea of animal hybrids to someone mm-hmm. who's never heard of it, it doesn't sound fun. Oh, it sounds like an affront to God, and yeah. it is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like, hey, check it out. My fucking horse fucked a donkey, and this fucking other thing came out. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I truly love, like, all of the, like, Shemitah or, like, the that's, like, when you stop farming every seven years or, like, the the part of your land that you have to leave for the poor or, like, all of the farming laws in the in the Torah are, like, I think they're like so needed. Like, bring it back. Like, we no, totally, and yeah, we totally it's like. The like, most sensible like, look part. what happens when you don't. We get Modesto or whatever, like, and we totally like are guilty on this podcast of skipping over everything that we agree with because we're like boring. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> leave some of your food for the poor. Duh. Now yeah, let's like, talk about this weird. Don't over harvest your land. Don't talking. just grow almonds in California. Uh, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> well, also something interesting yeah. though that is yeah. I'm gonna disagree with it because someone has to. Um, is it also says don't mix your like seeds. Um, yeah. and they're talking about literal seeds, not fucking. Yeah. But one of the things that is interesting is like one of the things that we're kind of having to deal with right now with like the already onset of climate change and like how are we going to grow enough food for to feed people and one of the things we kind of have to ditch is what's called monoculture which is growing having a plot of land where you grow a plant right Mm -hmm. um and you know it's something i've been doing in the backyard too is whatever is trying to experiment with like polyculture and i just read that line and i was like because it is there's a lot in the the this chapter that's like very admirable in the sense of like when you plant trees, you got to leave them for like three or five years yeah. to like let them enhance the land around them and not just fucking take and take and take. Um, I love that. And there's a lot about that. But then also like there is a certain amount of these rules too where it's like you're kind of seeing how this book is a little bit obsessed with like accumulating capital kind of. Mm-hmm. And like security. Like, yeah. Well, it like it approaches everything through the lens of accumulating capital, but then it's like, yeah, but you got to give some stuff away. Right, and I just thought it was interesting that they were like, okay, but one of the things that's definitely not okay is, like, lowering yield in exchange for kind of, like, a more permanent solution. The better idea for them is to take a whole year off Mm -hmm. from from harvesting, where you're like, you just don't get to have that surplus for a year, rather than making lower yields overall Mm. that can last forever interesting which i think is i guess i don't get the part where not mixing your seeds uh it's very weird to me because i didn't know what they had the power to do with mixing seeds back then and like gmo gmoing stuff now yeah like so different but like so i don't even know what that what that means or like that they that's like enforcing monocropping but it does definitely say we're farmers now like those barbarians we're not like deer kosher do we eat deer? No, because you have to shoot them. And it's just like anti, like re, like the rewilding movement is like against the Torah. And I realized like- What's the rewilding? Oh, the rewilding movement is like, I mean, I feel like your your boy Joe Rogan will probably be hip to it. It's like, it's like the idea of like, we've been domesticated and there's all these skills that we've lost. So like, uh, like- it's about like getting back into our instincts. It is a little homophobic, I will say, the rewilding movement, because it's all about like, if you're a man, be a man. If you're a woman, like, be a woman. Like, go out and hunt, gather, uh-huh. like, build your own shit, have a bow and arrow. But it's really mostly about being connected to nature. Like, mm-hmm. that's what I like about it the most. It's like your own sexuality, but also just like being close to nature, like, getting 
being sustainable. It's a lot about self-sustaining. And once you get into farming, even primitive, like this early farming, like you become less self-sustaining because you're relying on raising cattle, being a part of a civilization, being a part of a community that has rules and being like raising a cat, raising an animal and slaughtering. It means you just stay in one place. You have to be a part of a community. You can't just like be on the road and then like shoot your kill, which is like pretty cool to me, honestly. And that we're not allowed to live that way because it's like, there's less control. Like you don't have to abide by somebody if you're just like living in your van and like eating the deer you just hit or whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And like, that's, that's one of the things behind so much of like a lot of these kind of like less centralized authority movements is like, they all have to be essentially tied into on some level, self sustaining and self-sufficiency because after a certain point, like part of the the control that someone else exerts over you is the fact that you need them for certain things. 100%. Um, and I think there's a lot of, there's a lot of ways where that's a good thing, I think. And I think there's a lot of ways that unironically the Bible thinks it's a good thing to like, look, we are now not just being like all for, or like, uh, in completely individualistic we are we have to make rules now because it, you can't just let your fucking cattle roam over whoever the fuck steals because right. we all have a collective identity now it's just it also goes super fucking deep into the like and by the way about this collective identity i feel like i have a good idea who should be in charge of the whole thing and then it starts yeah. to get into this fucking dark shit yeah. um one more note on the bestiality is that yeah. <laughs> bring it back well it's just is it just it's bopping around my head is that um it's uh, like if a man if a man commits bestiality the man must be put to death and the animal also might which is kind of sad but i also kind of get it because it's like okay well steve steve has to die because he fucked that hyena but like we also we can't have the hyena that fucks steve walking around like that's <laughs> can you gonna, eat that animal that's i don't think you can eat the hyena that fucked steve i, if, I, I, I doubt cow, it though? i yeah. feel like uh, given how like transferable like abomination status is yeah yeah, yeah. It's, you know it's, it's not pure like, no that's a yeah. I mean, in the Bible's version of things, it's not pure. And then also even just practically like, yeah, that cow's got Steve's load in it. Like, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, I mean, there's a lot of practicality in terms of just when they're like, hey, man, you got to you're not holy if you've been digging around in dead animals and like you got to go take a bath. There's some practicality in that. I think there's definitely practicality in the like we don't eat the cow that Steve found particularly attractive on tuesday right. night but did you guys Rest see how there's a separate one for men i think you were kind of alluding to that there's a separate no bestiality for men and there's a separate no bestiality for women and the women's one is like if a woman happens to get fucked by an animal like it's more <laughs> passive yeah. well we kind of talked about this last okay, week cool. yeah, that um it's very graphic. what ben said is that um bottoming is not a loophole like you can't, <laughs> you can't just like lay down with your legs spread next to a horse and be like, "Oh my, oh me, oh my." Yeah. <laughs> I'm uh, like, yeah. Oh, it's go just ahead. Weird. No, no, no. I just, I just think that there's no animal that like has done that to somebody against their will. I disagree. I you oh. don't think that an animal's ever. I'm gonna stay blissfully ignorant here, actually. I, I don't think animals I have mean, much I, of a concept like of dogs, consent. Dogs definitely hump humans without them wanting to. So maybe I other feel animals like do. not to ruin a lot of people. The people's... bigger ones with no. bigger balls? I wonder if they have a sex drive that they can... <laughs> I, I guess we'll just have to wonder. <laughs> I don't want to ruin anyone's favorite animal because I know it's a lot of people's, but I feel like dolphins are probably pretty sexually aggressive. Oh, dolphins. That's another, like... 
thing open open micers love to talk about the fact that dolphins are rapists they mm. they uh. love nothing more but anyway we circled back to the bestiality open mic conversation we don't need to get into that so you can't mix linen and wool huh <laughs> <laughs> that's rich that's ripe for for riffin oh ripe <laughs> for riffin Lots of talk about this guy, Moloch. Moloch! I want to talk about Moloch a little bit. Well, this kind of ties into how I feel about the ghost stuff, where it's like, they're so worried about ghosts, they're so worried about Moloch, that it's like, kind of seems like Moloch is real. Kind of seems like that's a real guy. For the listeners, Moloch is like, they're warning warning the the Israelites not to, like, don't follow Moloch, don't sacrifice in the name of Moloch. I guess the context from where I can see is like that it's the, the like Canaanites or whoever they're colonizing, like those people worship Moloch and give their kids up to Moloch. Yeah. Like and, human sacrifice. Yeah. Yeah. There were and like other cultures like, hey, that did that. Regionally. He's like, Hey, don't give your kid to Moloch because I won't like it. And also, um, you're not really going to be able to get your child back from Moloch. He's pretty, uh, mm-hmm. he's kind of a stickler. Uh, it's also fun because again, it's kind of like what we've talked about before where it's like these, these problems are usually something happening in the community and yeah. that they're not just completely, you know, arbitrary. So I do like the idea of someone being like, yeah, 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 yeah. I'll be at the service. I'm just going to take my, uh, kid over here for a second. <laughs> <laughs> you worshiping Moloch? No. Nah. That's when not, I called you earlier, what was that noise in the background? Hi, Malik. He always introduces himself. That's his signature move. <laughs> Hi, I'm Malik. Want to be my friend? <laughs> <laughs> Does he take um, like human sacrifice? Yeah. Because like I, I feel like there's all these like pull to human sacrifice, like giving your children away to the gods, and it's sort of like. Imagine if you just like had a bunch of kids because there's no birth control, and then you got to give one up and feel good about it. Well, you would <laughs> probably keep having more. Easy way to get rid of it. Yeah, you'd be like, you're not gonna, you're not gonna give up like your best one. You're gonna uh-huh. give up the it's one like, that you. You're like, not gonna give up the QB. Or like, no, you're yeah. just like, it's a way to like call the. Fl- it's just like another way Wait, to call the flop. What about it's the film Juno, yeah. but she's like. Oh God, that whole time she's so like problematic. It, it really is, but like she's just kind of like in her little awkward, like talking to Michael Sarah, like, yeah, you know, I think I'm gonna keep it. I'll probably, uh, probably just give it to Malik. Malik. <laughs> I also like the yeah, idea. Don't give it to uh, Malik. Do, 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 they do, do, have do, do, fingernails. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I like the idea that that's how the society also got their like spies. Is they're like, oh yeah, you sacrifice it to Moloch, ooh, and then the priests are just like doing a little bait and switch and whatever, and they're like, ah, look at the bur- baby burning up. Yeah. This is how we get our spies. Whoa! I did not even. Oh, I was you're saying that's how they get their weird, level. like that's where they get their Jason fucking Mossad yeah. agents. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. As they do like a, a little quick, there's like a wow. fucking one of those like shitty fucking like stunt dolls and whatever, and they're like, oh no, the baby! Ah, like a training like maternity. Class. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Wow. Um, here's one that I thought seems like a commandment that uh, a lot of people have ignored, which is if anyone kills any human being, he shall be put to death. And I just wrote, wonder what Israel thinks. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying, like, I don't know. They're really like, you can't kill anyone. A lot of people are killing. It's, I mean, it is essentially an encapsulation of like the argument against the death penalty, right? Of just like, oh, to solve this crime that happened, we just commit the state crime, the same crime, but the state does exactly. it. Exactly. Hey. Also, yeah. there's like all these fucking rules. Like, if you look at like how the Israelites came into that little 
spot of land. It was like, you shall burn every man, woman, child, and their animals too. Yeah. And it was like, in the name of God, you shall make the people who, <laughs> the Philistines, the Palestinians, like you shall kill them. That's so, like, something we I feel like it's like you can't kill like a, like a, yeah. like another of you. Yeah. Like we, uh, like we other people pretty quickly. It was like, yeah. there's a few instances where it was like, you need to kill everybody. Yeah. Like, well, and in this, yeah, even in this paragraph, shit. it says like, don't kill anyone or you'll be put to death. And then it just says eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth. <laughs> totally. So it's like, oh, so you actually should just do anything to anyone. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, that's that's the thing is it's like uh, it, it comes back to two things. Number one, it comes back to the fact that like it's not it's not explicit, but it really does seem for a lot of this chapter where it's like these are the rules for for us. Yeah, these are house rules. This is this is because we're interacting with each other and again collective identity. Yeah, kind of all bets off the table as soon as we get into the outside yeah, world. They're non non enemy combatants. And also number two, no one was allowed to give notes during this part where they were just like, and an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. And yeah. And someone was like, all right, but what happens if shut the fuck up? Eye <laughs> yeah, for right. an eye, tooth I for said a tooth. moving on. Yeah. I am the Lord, your God. Fear me. I don't care if it's heroin in my cup. Fuck you. It's <laughs> <laughs> a little Wayne quote. Wait, actually, oh, I'm just realizing back. I didn't read the final line of this until just now. Oh, well, there's that weird little story, but we can get into that. Yeah. Oh, What's yeah, the, the one Wait, but Josh, sorry, Josh, what are you saying? Though? What's oh. the final line? Well, it's just the final line, and then it just says, it's like, so the whole setup of both of these portions is like, God's like, okay, here's the stuff you got to tell the Jews. And it's like, okay, Moses passed on the message. And then they took a blasphemer outside the camp and pelted him with stones. That's the story, yeah. Okay, uh-huh. so the yeah, so giving us, like, oh, just giving like us a little, a little, a little smidge okay, of narrative so, to, to yeah, keep it's us like going. A Marvel. The Chabad translation. I'm just going to do a really quick summary of it because it's a tiny little story and it, it's it's trying to get past it too quickly. So I'll try to get p- through it quickly. Basically, there's a Egyptian person. I can't really remember what gender they are, and they married an Israelite. Oh right, and then right. they're. Not even their kid, and they both, and they had a kid, and then the the per that person's family, the mother in that family, gets into an argument with someone else, and basically says something along the lines of like, "Fuck God for this whole situation," and everyone is like, "Oh, <laughs> y'all, me just say it real quick, fuck God." Yeah. Um, and what's really interesting is. She's actually not punished. Her son, as like a result of the deliberation, gets taken out of the camp and stoned to death. And then wow. you would be like, oh, shit, what happens next? And the Bible's not interested in what happens next. That's where the story ends. They're just like, <laughs> and he got taken out and stoned to death. Yeah, some birds probably like ate him, if I had to guess. So, yeah, basically, to, to get that all real quick, basically, two people get into an argument. Someone blasphemes, and their son is taken out into the camp, out of the camp and killed by stoning doesn't the son i thought the son was the blasphemer the son uh, of the israelite be. woman pronounced the name in blasphemy oh yep i guess it was him but he just he said the name he said the name you in never blasphemy. say the name but but it prefaced it by saying there was an intermarriage yes so they were like waiting right it's like it's yeah. like a black guy who oh, has a tail yeah. light out kind of uh-huh. situation right sure yeah and then, yeah, this guy was just like selling T-shirts that was like it was like yeah, Calvin pissing on totally just the word Adonai. It's like everybody was like "fuck God," and then like he did it and like had a different treatment. Ooh. We got him. Yep. Oh, one hundred percent. But I remember growing up hearing that the Sanhedrin that was like the courts first. It was like, did they ever actually live this way? Like with all these laws, 
like it's debatable if they even had time. It was like this like lofty thing, but it said like the that the courts really only sentence people to death like once every 70 years. But I don't like that was just something that they told us and I was uh-huh. like I don't know. Like it seems like there's a lot of re- qu- like people were fucking around like people were committing adultery fucking prostitutes like how every 70 years like that's saying that like people didn't fuck up or that these laws were never really enforced well i mean just from the number of sacrifice rules alone it seems almost impossible to be making that many sacrifices all the time in the right way like i feel like they just burn through other cows oh 100 the amount of animals surely that they kill on a daily basis is completely unsustainable. Yeah, it's just even like for a smaller population. Taking like a Gatling gun to like yeah. a field full of cows. Yeah. No, every okay, so every day at least four no, it was six because there's three sacrifices. At least six prime cattle are killed. Yeah. You're go I don't care if there's like two uh, like a hundred thousand people, you're gonna run out. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I mean how many fucking cows they're there's not like rabbits. They don't come in litters. Yeah, it is funny to read this as, like, an aspirational document just with, like, fucked up aspirations. Really like, fucked up aspirations. Like, we're just going to we're gonna be we're gonna be living so good. We're going to be killing so many cows, stoning so many blasphemers, just yeah. being mean to people with broken arms. It's just... And, like, fucked up eyes. Like, if you got a pimple under your eyelid, like... <laughs> yeah. Get yeah. out of here, freak. You blind Or just bitch. fucking yeah. smashed balls. Yeah. Not yeah. a lot of... Lo- Doesn't lo- call into question who smashed those balls, That's by the way. right. That's right. <laughs> is that how, like, the, the fucking Kohanim used to fucking, like, out each other out of the fucking, like, excommunicate each other? Yeah, they just fucking, balls. Like, someone's just like, oh, that was a great Yom Kippur service. Yeah. hi <laughs> <laughs> I think, wow. yeah, I think they're the just doing the sack tap challenge. Yeah. Wow. The ones who were in frats really had a hard time. Yeah. All yeah. right. Well. Wow. Well, okay. I feel like we ran through most of the big hitters here is yeah oh else? i guess my last note that is kind of just a little miscellaneous straggler but we, we've kind of talked about how god is giving us explicit explicit permission if not instructions to like colonize other lands or oh whatever. yeah but the fact that i just was thinking about the fact that it's always justified with like it's because it's full of milk and honey like you know what i mean the milk and honey thing is just so tired to me it's like it's not even that good I, it's just like if it's you feel like if yeah. you feel like you have the right to somebody else's land, then like because you want milk and honey, then like go suck on your mom your mom's tits and put your head in a beehive. That's <laughs> <laughs> that's my that's my <laughs> advice. I, that uh, sounds like a like a baroque insult. Like <laughs> absolutely, I mean, suck on your mom's tits go. and put your head in a beehive. <laughs> it sounds like something that would have like a direct Yiddish translation. I, you know, that's actually. more. Yeah. What I was May your intestines spiral. Because <laughs> yeah. I've heard yeah. you might be able to comment on this. Is there a Yiddish insult that's like "go piss in the ocean"? Go fife and yum. Wait, really? That's just something I like to do. It's like when you're already in it, or just like on top. No, I don't like take out my dick in when it's like I'm just my feet are in the way. King in the water is great. I don't know yeah. why anyone's making this weird. Yeah, oh, I love to. Yeah. Multiple times a day. Um, but but that's actually a legit Yiddish insult that you Yeah, for someone? sure, for sure, for sure, for sure. And then, like, I, I don't know how to say this in Yiddish, but I know there's one that's like, may your intestines spread out, like, across a cornfield. Woo! 
I wish I could. Just, that's fucking so scary. And that's, like, that's, that's a real un- escalation from yes. go piss in the ocean. That's so awful. That's like, like I hope you get like a bomb yeah. inside of you. That is that is whoever wrote that is a person after my own heart. That's, Absolutely, that's my ancestors right there. <laughs> just, yeah, it's like I the love Yidd- feeling connected to my ancestors. a Yiddish saying that's like yeah. go take sheep dewormer and shit your intestines <laughs> oh out. Oh my yeah. god. Wow. Jews in the news. Jews, Jews in, in the, the news. news. Wow. We could do a whole Jews episode on just news. like Jewish Who's your insults? worst Jew? The worst Jew? Uh-huh. Yeah, who's the worst Jew? Because like, I mean... The... Is Kissinger a Jew? Oh. Uh, he's, a, he's a bad he, one. He's <laughs> an anti-Semite. No, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> if he was, he was definitely at one point held the top spot. Yeah. But it's a... Yeah, I mean, I don't know. There's there's, there's, Jared there's Kushner. the big man, Harvey the Weinstein. Is, oh, Weinstein. Yeah, that's yeah, right. That's... that's mm-hmm. Bernie Madoff was Jewish. Yeah, Must but he's be. dead. And also, I think he was kind of cool. Yeah, it's a he stole from rich people. He did. It's he pretty really... much a victimless crime. Yeah. No, I don't know. He also stole from like charities and shit. But... Oh, he did. Never mind. Yeah, that's, like, but that's because like rich life. people like love their little charities to like launder money and shit. Yeah. That's true. No good guys in the situation. We can just say, how about that? No, but the reason he was. The reason he got in trouble was because he was fucking over other rich people. Which, right, like, right, right, right. Come on, man. What are you thinking? That's why I always said that if no one gets hurt while you're robbing a bank, then it's fine. Yeah. They're federally insured. Exactly. Totally. Who cares? Yeah. They make up money anyways. So, like, if I you... did used to shop shoplift from Walmart a lot. Also, yeah, you yeah. should continue to. Yeah. Haven't been in one in a while, but I would totally take shit without hesitation. Definitely. Definitely would eat. Well, I was shopping mm. at Walmart and then not pay for whatever I ate, for sure. How did they, how would they enforce that? Mm-hmm. It's impossible. Security I mean, state. I'm sure it's possible. They'd be like, ma'am, you're chewing on a blouse. Please come with me. <laughs> 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 the tassels were so delicious. <laughs> you really have to work at it. All right, well. Do you have any last I'm talking thoughts? about chewing on blouses at this point. <laughs> um, uh, well, I just just want to say that I really don't want the temple, and I really don't think the state of Israel. I think the whole state of Israel needs to pipe the fuck down, because like, what are we trying to get back to? Like, if it's this, like, I'm no thank you, you know, dude, for sure, big, yeah, yes, big I'm vibe. glad you said that. That's that's uh, kind like, of the like the thesis, the line, of, the the line of that we all hold our here. work. <laughs> yeah, let's just leave that project behind. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Sometimes you get halfway through a project and you're like, I don't. I don't see a way drafts. for this to pan out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's leave. Let's leave the state of Israel in the drafts folder, shall I we? Think, yeah, sure, man. I remember one of the not that long ago too. I had a whole album written out, and I like played it back to myself, and I was like, "Great!" And I got to the end of it, and I was like, "All right," and I just deleted it, and <gasps> I never looked back. You save it. I, I save shit. Even nah. yeah. when I know it's not good, I I've like. never looked Whoa. back. I don't give a shit at all. Wow. Wow. And I kind of I feel like we need to start to sort of have that mindset a little bit towards about some of our aspirational goals as a people yeah i mean also for the united states of america to be very clear draft folder (laughs) did not yes i mean let's just fucking let's go back to the drawing board a little bit you know yeah um yes definitely back to the drawing board on how to deleting is organize the society because this ain't it um i would say rather than keep it or cut it on this portion i'm gonna say keep it or cut it on society and i'm saying cut it (laughs) (laughs) i'm done i i wholeheartedly agree with you cut or keep it yeah we've all we've heard all this already it's been good to just like i'm glad we have gula here to discuss it with us because otherwise it would have just been the three of us sitting here like rehashing (laughs) 
things we've talked about, which is going to be a lot of this book. Like, just guests are a blessing, be, especially, especially with personal traumatic stories about growing up religious. For to, sure, to yeah. Plug in. I have so many. <laughs> we'll have to have you back. Then. Yeah. Email I'd us if you're that weird rabbi that like loves for yeah. loves lesbian culture and like tunes into the L word. Should I name drop? Should <laughs> I name drop? No, kind of no, you know who you are. You're, uh, you're listening. I think it's fine, but whatever. Yeah, you can name drop if you want. Okay, his name is everybody in my community would like know who I was talking about. His name is Rabbi Manus Friedman, and he was famously Manus. like canceled within the community for like saying that. If you were molested as a child, should I say more? Um, if you were, <laughs> if you were molested as a child, like don't don't like label it as trauma. Like don't like go there. Like maybe that's other people telling you your story for you, and like maybe that's just part of what happened to you. And it's actually you're actually fine with it. You actually were con- a consenting child, and like what? maybe. Oh. Maybe, like, you will be better as an adult if you didn't, like, catastrophize that situation. Rabbi Mantis Toboggan, I am <laughs> disappointed in you. Wow. Uh, so yeah. I have no problem just, uh-huh. like, bury that fucking right. guy. Anyway, that's a great Wow, place. cut him. Cut. He's, he's a cut. Yeah, man, sorry. No more rabbi job. Go home he's and, on like, this might me watch list. make popcorn oh, sure. and watch blue is the warmest color. <laughs> <we're> not... <laughs> yeah. Wow. Holy All shit. right. Do we have anything else? Um. Thanks for coming. Yeah. Yeah. That was really fun. Oh yeah. We should. Oh yeah. Do you have anything oh. to plug? Yeah. To plug. Promote yourself and Any... fucking shit. Uh, fo- fo- follow follow me on Instagram and find out at Geula. That's all. We'll tell oh, you got the you have the mono name Instagram at? Actually, okay. I, I have an underscore at the end, but I knew you Uh-oh. didn't need that. Because Wait, is there some freak who's just sitting listen, on Google and no 2012, underscore? 2012, she posted three pictures, and I reported it as child pornography. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you did the, You said she had crushed balls, and you're trying to get her kicked yeah, out. Yeah, if you guys yeah. could do me a favor, actually, this is what I have to plug. Find <laughs> G-E-U-L-A-H and just report it. Say it's spam. I feel like if many, many people report it, Instagram will take it down because it's like, one post from 2012. And I regret it. I regret not making my monitor. But anyway, I have Smite me, Nation. You know Activate. your job. I know exactly what you <laughs> yeah. mean, though. I'll, like, type in my full name, Ayani Hayashi, and it'll be like, someone's got it already. And I'm like, fucking how? Who? Yeah. Who? What the fuck? Who? Is someone just... Like, some, like, I don't care enough, but is someone just out there just being like, I know one day Ayani's going to hit me up and be like, I'm going to give you a million dollars if I can have this username totally. and i'm never gonna do it but i am super fucking curious to know who you fucking I feel like are. They just I made it in their like high school computer lab and then forgot it's probably not nefarious no it's yeah, never nefarious. the teacher was like okay make some everyone make an interest make like a website about what you're interested in and one weirdo was like i gotta hear you <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah. like alana um what's her name from broad city she has Alana, right? She just has Alana as her That's Instagram handle. I'm like, fire. you pay a million dollars for yeah. that? You, you're the oh, first I saw one. her in New York. <gasps> She's the one with... Wow. Yeah, I saw her, and then I was kind of like... Blazer. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was like visibly starstruck, and she was on the phone, and then she moved the phone away from her face and then did like a pantomime of someone saying, oh my God, <laughs> and then just went back on the phone. I love that. What I do you was, mean? Like, she acknowledged she, you? Yeah, well, so she, she saw, saw me, you. and I was like, oh, whoa, and she just... Wow. What if she was part of Smite Me Nation? Alana, I thought you were so funny when you roasted me on the street <laughs> in a private way. 
that only you and I will ever it is, know That about. is a very funny move for <laughs> yeah. her to pretend to do a little joke that's just for you, where yeah. she makes fun of your starstruck. Uh-huh. But it's just like she just sees you, mirrors you. It's just like pure improv. Like maybe her stand-up's weak, but mm-hmm. like her improv. No, game it was without. It was without inspired. missing a beat. Yeah, she's wow, and she's a baby now. And we will not be commenting on Abby Jacobson. <laughs> no comments here. Um, Show's right. over. Show's like over. That is, this has been off. Smite Me. Thank you for listening. Like us. Hey, write us, some, more some, fucking, some more fucking reviews. I if love- you write us a question, a thought-provoking question to our email, smitemepodcast at gmail.com, we'll probably read it and talk about it. Yeah. So, all right. Have a beautiful day, sickos. <laughs>